Hey, Brenna. Hi, Maureen. What's happening? What is happening? Um, KK's mom, my cousin, my roommate, has a new schedule. <laughs> so she's not here now and hasn't been here all day and will be home till later. And so KK's just been forlorn in my room. Like if a cat could <laughs> sigh dejectedly, that's what he's been doing all day. He's just been like, huh. <sighs> Oh, do cats not? I guess cats don't do that. They don't like, do my the dog, dog does that all the time. But dogs don't do it like dogs do it like. I think they do it like when they're kind of getting ready to sleep. I've noticed. I I don't know. I mean, my dog my dog does big sighs all the time, and I'm like, yeah, but <laughs> he has a lot of feelings. Yeah, that's a big sigh for a little guy. Like, yeah, I mean, I, cats do sigh, but like when they're catching their breath, I think you know the big yeah. <laughs> so he's just been kind of moody. Um, and like wanting cuddles from me, which is hilarious because usually he'll go to his mom and just like be like, cuddle time now. Um, <laughs> he comes to you when he wants a cuddle. Um, and Minnow's just like, why is this guy in my room? They are, they are getting along really well. They were playing yesterday and like taking turns, tagging each other and chasing. Oh, yeah. And then Minnow hissed at him today because she was playing with her favorite toy and he was there. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, t- two steps forward, one step back. And I took away her toy. Just because I was like, <laughs> we need to learn just... how to share. Right. And I mean, I know cats don't really understand negative reinforcement, but I'm just like, okay, no, none of that. I'm alone here. I have no backup. Can you not like be mean? So, but honestly, that's the first test in like two weeks. So they are doing fairly well. Nice. Any, any reports if, with, between Vinny and Amira? Uh, I think they have been also doing very well. Um, oh, what was the last report I gave? The report was, um, Vinny was on the couch with you. Okay. And Amira was like, I also choose to be on the couch. <laughs> well, she, oh, she was on my thigh right next to him. Oh, okay. So they were touching. They, yeah. And then before then, someone licked someone else. Vinny licked Amira. Yeah. I'm still yes, waiting for okay. her to start like grooming his ears. I could my dreams. who... who started this because either of them really could have started the grooming i think i think they were playing the other day because amira was kind of doing some like low like bats at him but like it wasn't like her <laughs> usual like going in for the kill right her ears were you know her Forward. ears were back yeah so i i think she was kind of she was kind of playing him. she kind of okay, came at him with a one too oh yeah and uh <sighs> well I mean, the best feature of my dog, um, the best, the best part of him is that somehow he's not interested in cat poop. Oh, that's a miracle. Amazing. Yeah. I'm like, wow, how could I get the only dog who's not obsessed with cat poop? Cause like my other dogs, I have had to come up with clever ways to keep them. I recall the, the child the gate and, and yeah. Yep. Yep. Baby gates, uh, putting it up on surfaces all all sorts of fun things um but despite this i think amira must have had um a little leftover oh on that booty a little hershey kiss yeah because um oh. we found him had something in his mouth and he rolled in something and it really really stank like poo and it was really gross. Could so we had to. Own? I don't think so because it wasn't the right uh, consistency. 
Mm, that's awful. It was, it was sure definitely. All of our listeners are very much appreciating this, but it is pet ownership. And the thing is, yeah, it, it makes sense that if she just had like a little cherry kiss that fell off in the process, because I don't know, I've had a couple times where a cat has had trouble pinching it off and they bring it like yeah. a, little, a little further than you expected outside the <laughs> realm. I'm sure he was just like, well, looky right? here. And yeah, he had to get, he had just gotten a bath the day before because my girlfriend's <laughs> parents came for the weekend and we're like, or like a couple days before and we're like, oh, we got to get him, we got to get him, gotta get him clean, clean gotta you know? Get the boy nice. And he's not a huge bath fan. So yeah, he had to get another bath within like 48 hours. Ruined his life. Um, And he has nobody to blame but himself. Uh, but yeah. luckily- he doesn't. He he hasn't like gone into the litter box or anything since then. He's shown if the no interest. A deterrent. Like I hope so. Bless um, him. I know that we're already gone off talking about cats and our pets, but uh, Minnow did decide during my most recent shower to get in the shower. Oh, and very quickly and? decided she didn't like that oh. actually. Um, okay, but I was like, okay, brave though. Yeah. Cool. And I mean, did she just step out nicely? Yeah, I'm. I was unwounded, thankfully. She just kind of was like, "Wow, wetter than I thought." Amazing. Um, have you read anything? <laughs> oh, I did just uh, finally um, get the fifth book of the named series by Claire Bell, uh, Ratha's Ooh. Courage, I believe it is. Um, it came out many years after. <laughs> after the original series um and i i don't know if they like kickstarted it or if uh, like it i can't you can't really find it anywhere sadly oh. um and or if it is it's like 35 dollars mm. um but i was like oh wait i was i was sitting thinking i'm like do they have an ebook and guess what there was an ebook so i was like oh i have like google play money let me just buy this ebook and I can read it because I really, really, I really like um, the name series. It's about like prehistoric big cats. It's about Ratha, who yeah, we've talked about them before. Cool. Yeah, yeah, I really like it a lot. So I like just uh, I'm like you know five pages in because um, <laughs> I just realized I could get it today. So yeah, that's that's really exciting for me. That's awesome. How about you? Uh, yeah, I read Messy Roots, a graphic memoir of a Wuhanese American by Laura Gao. Um, and it was written before COVID, obviously. Yeah. You know, that's put Wuhan on the map for a lot of folks, unfortunately. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And it, it was actually really interesting. Um, it was a... It, it showed sort of Laura, uh, her, like, kind of really complex um identity like issues like you know growing up in a very white school but then going to a college with you know a lot of different asian americans a lot of different chinese mm. americans and um also like being um i believe she would be considered a first generation uh immigrant because she came there with her parents when she was little um, yeah so it just kind of it shows kind of the complexity that um someone who is an immigrant and also uh someone who is a minority and also someone who is um lgbtq 
um, uh, it, with that background nice. and sort of the layer of complexity that can add. Um, so, yeah. and I, I definitely would suggest giving it a read. Um, it, I did get it from my local library, um, and it was definitely a good read. It was very enlightening uh, for someone like me who is white, and I, you know, my family did immigrate, but like generations ago. Um, yeah, and so it's. Uh, I think a very a very good read for um, anyone, and especially someone who's interested in learning more about like Wuhan, and because she does get to visit it in the story and talk about it, and obviously grew up there um, for a little yeah. bit when she was little. So, good read, a good a, and a really fantastic um, comic as well. Nice. You ready? Yeah, because I'm Amber Hart, and I'm Tangleton, and this is Warrior Cats. What is that? so much happened like (laughs) writing the summary last time and i've kind of gotten shorter and shorter with the summaries because like Mm -hmm. just like literally so much happened our parents got divorced we got a new name um like yeah a lot of bad stuff happened we but also we got a lot of support from both our father and the medicine cat and also our brother like still even and we also watched our brother become a, a, a an apprentice which was hard but also like i gotta admire um just like the both of them one that uh that uh oak kit or he's oak paw now paw. like he's a continued now. to try and like involve his brother because obviously he thinks he is like worthy and, and knows that he is strong yeah um, and then also the fact that I, I liked that um crooked kit did acknowledge that i am jealous like and i think that's a big thing i i personally being a younger sibling you know grew up with uh sibling yeah. jealousy i was very jealous of my sister growing up um but like it is a big thing to admit. I am jealous of this. However, I'm not going to let that ruin my relationship with this person that I love. Um, yeah. And kind of being being able to be jealous of the situation, but loving his brother yeah. so much that he, you know, he's happy for him. Like, those and, things and is, can exist at once. That is a big thing. Not to, like, get on my soapbox for too long. But, like, folks, if you realize you're, like, jealous of a friend or uh, a sibling or something, a lot of times... Um, it doesn't mean that you're necessarily bad. I mean, of course, if, like, a parent or, like, some figure is being, like, they're so much better than you, obviously that's, like, a whole other thing. But if it's just, like, you yeah. know, they're not, like, braggadocious, they just have this great opportunity, Um, it really does, it sounds, like, so fake and hallmarky, but it does really help to just, like, be happy for them and celebrate with them. It yeah. helps a lot. And I think that did help him cheering his brother Nate, his brother's name, I think. Yeah. Once again, uh, I'm blanking on her name, but Medicine Cat. Brambleberry. Brambleberry being like, say his name. Like, yes, Queen of the Heart. And and her also, her joke being like, let's call me a, a swallow herb. God, so funny. And then, and but then and- we decided to run away. Not really. We weren't <laughs> intending on running away. We accidentally ran away in found an affair <laughs> just like as a side quest found out like <laughs> that was happening then ran into some it was wind clan cats 
Yeah, yeah. And like a, a, a very fast bunny who we thought was a fox or something ter- terrifying. Or we thought it was we a We thought cat. that rabbit was a Wind Clan cat. Yeah. And then we ended up in a barn. I don't think it's the same barn that like uh we've been in before, but there were a couple other I think I think I said this last time, but I think it makes sense that this place used to be more rural and it has become more yeah. developed over time. Um mm-hmm. and we met I blank I'm blanking on his name, but we met this really nice dude who was like, I knew someone else who had a a, a similar jaw injury. By the way, you can eat like this. Just oh, just a suggestion. I'm not gonna like make you feel weird or anything about it, but Yeah. That's Fleck. And um also you forgot to mention Echo Mist, who also I think is a champion of Crooked Kit. Yes, she was the other mom who really genuinely was like you know, she didn't overstep her boundaries, you know? Yes, but still still really went out of her way to help love and care for little crooked cat yeah and i think that i understand why she couldn't like be like hey whoa what is wrong with you and like why aren't you letting your child but also did give him a safe place you know at night without you know i i think that is it reminds me a lot of what I see happening with, like, teachers or, or caregivers of children, where sometimes, like, a kid is not in a great place, but also you can't necessarily yeah. remove them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she was doing what she could to make his life yeah. a bit more bearable. But now we've run away? <laughs> now we're not a barn. Unintentionally. Un- it's very funny that this was un- an unintentional running away, but let's meet those kits. I mean, we intentionally were trying to go to the Moonstone. We said, yeah. let's go to the Moonstone, and this is as far as we got. It was a one-night trip that has gotten a little off track, but I'm not, like, hating it. I'm like, oh, let's, maybe let's just hang out here. All right, so they hunt first, and Fleck brings him to where the mice hide, and there's one along the wall. Crooked Kit crouches, his tail swishing and shot towards it. He crashes into the wall as the mouse disappeared into a crack. Whack-a-mole, whack Fleck- in your face. Flex says mice are dumb, but not that dumb. <laughs> he doesn't even have the excuse of like, yeah, he's used to hunting fish because he hasn't even really done that. He hasn't done anything. Well, yeah, Crooked, Crooked Kit says he attacked as fast as he could, but Flex tells him speed isn't everything. That mouse had seen, heard, and smelled Crooked Kit before he jumped. Fleck will show him how it's done. Ooh. Fleck tells him to breathe through his nose. Cricket Kit's tail wants to twitch, but he holds it still, copying Fleck. A mouse peeks between the stones. Fleck tells him to wait, and Fleck pads forward slowly, then darted forward and scooped up the mouse. He tosses it to Crooked Kit. It's alive. <laughs> He's like, uh-huh. You know what to do. This should come naturally to you. It's stunned and on the ground. Fleck tells him to kill it before it comes to its senses. Crooked Kit is frozen, but Fleck tells him to bite its spine with the strong side of his jaw. And Crooked Kit does that, and it goes limp. There are sometimes when the writers, like, you can tell we're very much like watching a cat do its thing. <laughs> yeah. Like how that was described, I'm like, I can envision this so perfectly. Um, and also, yeah, man, this guy's 
great. Um, hey, do you want to come yeah. and do some sensitivity training with all the clients? <laughs> <laughs> ring, ring, HR. Yeah, um, can we have hey. Fleck do some rounds? Because we have a lot of issues that I don't think have been addressed properly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Crooked Kit says it's a strange tasting mouse. It's Vol, Fleck says. Mitzi will be happy. Vol is her favorite. Crooked Kit purrs. He caught his first prey. Wait until he tells Oakpaw. He should go back. His belly is full and the sun is rising. He could be back by dark. Flex says like they can take this to Mitzi. Sorry, not to interrupt. He's not technically breaking oh. the warrior's code here. No. I mean, or whatever. Is that even a rule? That you can't, like, what? can't catch food for just, like, yourself? No, I mean, it's, it, like, the clan has to be fed first, but he's, like, not on hunting patrols. Yeah. You and know? technically, though, he is hunting for others right now. Yeah, he is. Because I definitely know that, I, I feel, I don't know, I can't think of a specific example, but I know for a fact, when we've been on hunting patrols, I feel like we have hunted, eaten a little, and gotten back. KK, you left me a whisker. Oh. That's good luck. I don't think this is minnows. It might be. KK has like, he's like frosted tips on all of his whiskers because <laughs> of his coloration. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. Well, Crooked Kit starts to protest as he follows, but Fleck tells him to keep his eyes open in the yard. There are farm monsters everywhere. He'll hear them coming. But it's not always easy to tell where they're coming from. How horrific would it be? A thresher? Like, you know those things that go on tractors that, like, get up the grain? Yeah. I think I know how that one cat got its jaw messed up. (laughs) Yikes. The yard is quiet. They're early. Fleck trots towards the fields and points out where Mitzi's cornfield is. She made her nest in a dip. Crooked Kit thinks he should go home, but he did promise to help Fleck, and he's curious about what the farm kits are like. He can say hi. Fleck drops the vole and tells Crooked Kit to carry it. Mitzi is protective of her kits. She'll welcome a new face quicker if it's carrying food. I need to know these kits' names. Please don't leave. A black cat with four kits fidgeting at her belly look up at him. Her eyes narrow, and she asks who Crooked Kit is. Crooked Kit of River Clan, he introduces himself. Mitzi bristled. What's a clan cat doing here? She hisses at Fleck. Where's his kin? Super racist and also ableist. (laughs) Fleck says he came alone. Mitzi frowns. Isn't he a bit young to be so far from home? She thought clan cats lived on the moors. Crooked Kit says his clan lives by the river, past the moors. And he's come all this way by himself. Crooked Kit was heading to the Moonstone. <laughs> A kit asked if that's where the moon lives. I also like that she's like in mom mode. Like, you are a child. Right. Like, it's very, like, it's a, wait a minute, wait a minute. Hold on. My questions are no longer, what are you doing here? They're more, why and how did your adults let you do this? And that kid 
is now my favorite. I don't care if that's about to be like um, Evil McEvil 2 or whatever. I don't know who these kids are, but that kid's my favorite. This one is Soot. I'm just envisioning a little Soot Sprite. Yep. And for the first time since the accident, he felt big. (laughs) Mitzi asks Fleck if he can keep the kids busy while she eats. Crooked Kit offers to, and Fleck assures her that he's okay. Mitzi says he's hardly more than a kit himself. But she nods to him and begins to eat. The rest of the kits introduce themselves. There's Misty, Piper, and Magpie. And Soot, of course. Oh my god, those are all so cute. Magpie has a coughing fit, her whole body shuddering. And Mitzi tells Fleck that his... Oh, they changed its gender there. Mitzi tells Fleck (laughs) that his cough isn't getting better. Crooked Kit says that Brambleberry... (laughs) In a split second. (laughs) Magpie's like, actually, I changed my mind. And we're like, we respect that. Whatever pronouns. You can change your mind as many times as you want. (laughs) Crooked Kit said Brambleberry would give him Colt's foot. And he explains that Brambleberry is their medicine cat. Mitzi had never heard of doing that before. Cricket Kit says Brambleberry tells them to check the leaves and... Let me try that again. Cricket Kit says Brambleberry tells them to chew the leaves and swallow the juice, then spit out the leaf bits. Flex says it's worth a try. There's some growing by the farm track. He'll fetch a few leaves. I really like, want to looks... know more about, like... Um, I know we probably won't get it in this book, but I want to know more about, like, uh, the rogue or like barn cats like how they deal with illness because i'm sure when she just said she's like i've never heard of doing that before i want to know like okay what do you what do you guys do what have you heard of yeah like what's what's your do you guys like because i imagine it really depends on maybe like the the two legs that are around yeah i'm sure sometimes two legs make because there are definitely people who have barn cats who like help them well, and some yeah, take really take care of them. Obviously, yeah. these people aren't like TNRing, um, but but apparently that doesn't exist in fantasy England. Not yet. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. So anyway, let's let's get this baby some drugs. Mitzi looks exhausted and ruffled. Crooked Kit offers to look after the kits while she goes for a drink. Mitzi isn't sure but Crooked Kit offers to teach them moss ball, and he promises to keep them in the hollow until Fleck gets back. <laughs> Mitzi says okay and that she won't be long. It's like me promising to show, like, some pilgrims how to play Nintendo Switch. You actually don't know what that is. All right. Once, Misty, once Mitzi is gone, the kids ask what moss ball is. Exactly. Piper asks what moss is. <laughs> Piper's they, just they don't like... Have mo- they're in a cornfield. They, I know. I mean... There's like corn, like that mold that grows on corn. I don't, I've never seen moss, really. No, uh, it doesn't really, is, the, a cornfield isn't really an ideal it, place Yeah, it doesn't have the right, you get anything. rocks out of the field. You used to do that. Did you ever go? I, oh, yeah. No, to, yeah. I used to go on my, my grandparents' field and take the rocks yeah. out. I worked at a farm. I spent oh, many, yeah, many, you, many yeah. days doing that. Really big rocks. They are surprised. You're like, how did we not get rid of these last year? <laughs> this was this was a new field that we were tilling. So, oh, 
Yeah. See, that makes sense. It was... like, the one of my grandparents, that it hadn't been used for a couple of years, so. Yeah. They were just like, make sure we don't ruin, because they ended up renting it out, since my grandpa was like, I'm not doing all that. <laughs> yeah. Well, how about Cornball? Crooked Kit reaches and hauls down a corn stalk to nip off the head. He tosses it into the hollow, and they start pouncing on it and batting on it. He purrs, watching the kits play. Why should he go home today? He's far more useful here than he could ever be back at camp. I hate this. I mean, I love this. But I know he eventually does go back, and it's kind of like, I'm glad, but, uh... I am glad he's having this wholesome moment, but I'm scared of what's going to actually... I'm sure he might have a dream, like, with... He literally just had a Star Clan dream, and Star Clan was like, what are you doing? But now I'm, like, afraid something else is going to happen to, like, ruin this, like, beautiful moment. Mapleshade glares at him in the dark and says he's been away from his clan for a moon. Oh my god, you're here! Wait, oh, we we switched. This it's is been a-, a month. It's a time skip. Huh. So it's been a month. That's hilarious. Is it getting big and strong, though? Oh, yeah. Crooked Kit meets her stare. Does she really think they've missed him? Does she think they're glad to be rid of such a useless warrior? He's not useless, Maple Shade insists. I've literally told you about your destiny. He's like, the best revenge <laughs> is to come back. Like, it is the best thing to do. If you are, like, feeling, I don't recommend it, but it is, if you do run away, if you come back ripped. (laughs) Yeah, come back real buff. Yeah, it's pretty cool, I think. Well, Crooked Kit says he knows that he's not useless. He hunts on the farm every day and helps to look after Mitzi's kits. And Fleck doesn't care that he doesn't have his apprentice name yet. He taught Crooked Kit how to catch mice and how to let the kits play fight without hurting themselves and how to watch out for the farm monsters. Crooked Kit knows for sure that he wasn't useless. But says he doesn't know if his clanmates would agree. Maple Shade's eyes blaze. Then he has to prove himself to them. Why should he? Crooked Kit hisses. They stop believing in him. Maple Shade argues that every warrior must prove themselves. He must go home. His destiny is with his clan. There's pleading in her voice. Crooked Kit says he'll go back when he's big and strong enough to become an apprentice. See? Maple what I was saying. Until yep. you're buff. Maple Shade says he's big enough already. He's eaten so many mice, he's probably forgotten what fish tastes like. Crooked Kit does miss the taste of fish. But he likes living on the farm. He likes being needed. He likes how Magpie and Misty look up to him. What if Maple Shade is wrong, and his great destiny may lie here? Something terrible is about to happen, oh god. Crooked Kit asks softly, what if his clanmates never see past his crooked jaw? What if Hailstar never makes him an apprentice? Maple Shade growls that if he stays away much longer, Hailstar won't make that, him that an apprentice. That is actually what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. He'll be a loner. Crooked Kit is a River Clan cat. Then go home and prove it, Maple Shade tells him. Then Crooked Kit woke up. What a combative dream. Like, not restful at all. Just like, are you kidding me? (laughs) Are you literally kidding me? I refuse to let you have a good night's rest for the rest of your life. Go back, you loser. I mean, you're not a loser. But like, prove it. (laughs) 
<laughs> Cricket Kit wakes Fleck. He found a new mouse nest he wants to show him. He brings Fleck to a hole. Fleck says that's a waiting hole. Crooked Kit says he'll wait then. Fleck says he's grown this past moon, but he's still as impatient as a kit. Crooked Kit will wait. He'll show him. These Fleck are very, goes they're behind. very generous, these barn cats. They're not like, I feel like they're not really, I mean, he's made himself useful. Yeah, and, you know, he's there's not a, a child. lot of cats. <laughs> he's a child, and there's a lot of mice on the farm. You know, yeah, it's not they're like not... they're hurting for food. Yeah. Fleck goes to catch mice behind the wood store. And Crooked Kid waits and waits and doesn't even smell any mice. The wood store was probably teeming with mice. Oh, yep. Chin high, he trots over. That didn't take you long, Fleck says. He asks if Crooked Kid caught many. Cricket Kit said the mice had all gone. Then he can help Fleck. He can hear them, but he can't see them. Cricket Kit has an idea. He jumps onto the pile of logs, and they shift from his weight, and he hears squeaks. Oh God. He climbs higher. Fleck had caught a mouse. He tells Cricket Kit to shift the wood again. He's scaring them out. Cricket Kit jumps and lands as heavily as he can. Fleck catches another mouse that shot out. Crooked Kit reaches and hooks another one. They should take these to Mitzi. She must be hungry. Flick sa Fleck says she will be, and the kits will be restless. They were growing fast and exploring further from the nest every day. Crooked Kit offers to take them on an expedition to the ditch if Mitzi says it's okay. Fleck is watching him. Doesn't he miss his own kin? He asks softly. Of course, Crooked Kit says, meeting his gaze. But they don't need him like Mitzi and the Kits do. Fleck starts to say that he can take care of, but Crooked Kit grabs his mouse and runs before he can finish. Crooked Kit glances back at him anxiously. Was Fleck going to tell him that he wasn't needed anymore? Fine day, is all he says as he steps out. And Crooked Kit feels weak with relief. He's still needed. Poor little I'm just guy. Like, I'm just going, oh, I'm like making really sad face this whole time. I'm like, oh. Precious. They head out to the fields. And Crooked Kit hears something. Fleck stops. Smells like the farm monster is working already. But all the monsters are in their dens, Crooked Kit says. Oh, God. Fleck drops his mice. Harvest. Panic oh, edges his no, voice. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't, I don't want to do this anymore. No, 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 no. I knew it. I called it. I said something terrible was going to happen. Oh, no. Oh, my God. You jerk. That's why you looked at me when I mentioned the thresher. <laughs> Guys, I Fleck hate this. Away. I don't like it when I'm making a joke and I guess. No, people are like, oh, is it scripted? No, it's terrible. This is the worst, stupidest <laughs> superpower. <sighs> Cricket Kit stares in surprise at the discarded mice. What's harvest, he called. Fleck yowls back that they're cutting the corn. Horror grips Crooked Kit and he shoots after Fleck. 
Is it Flex July? Stops. Is it is it knee high by? Is it early? It's got to be August um, then, like because it was okay. Maybe. The timeline does kind of make sense. It's like mid late summer now. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Fleck stops at the edge of the cornfield. A huge red monster is sucking up the golden stems. Shorn stumps lay in its wake. Mitzi, Fleck's voice is filled with terror. The kits, Crooked Kit charges forward, Fleck on his tail. The monster is rumbling straight to Mitzi's nest. I have never, ever, like, it's like, do you want, like, something very benign to become the most horrific thing you've ever imagined? (laughs) We're about to do it. Hi, we're the warrior, we're the errands. We write warrior cats. And we're about to make you uh, afraid of things you never thought you'd be afraid of. Rats. A corn thresher. And <laughs> uh, uh, also magpies. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Mitzi stands in the hollow, eyes wild. Piper is dangling from her jaws. Magpies in the middle of the nest wailing. Fleck explodes from the corn and asks where the others are. Mitzi has already taken Mist to the ditch. Suit ran into the corn. Her eyes glitter with terror. Crooked Kit says he'll find her. Fleck will take Magpie. Mitzi didn't see which way Suit had gone, but Magpie points the way. Crooked Kit dives into the corn. He yowls Suit's name and tastes the air. He can just pick up her scent. He plunges deeper into the corn, and there's a tiny track through the stems, but it's heading straight for the monster. Soot's scent was stronger now and laced with fear. Crooked Kit follows the trail. The monster howled loudly. It's only a tree length away from him now, which is a little bit of a vague source of measurement, as trees are all different sizes. Tree... Length. Oh, man. Yeah, that's really not... Yeah. That really doesn't tell me too much. And and we don't even know what lakes are, like, what size lakes are in this world. So how are we yeah. going to even know what a tree's size is? Claws swirled at its chest, tearing up the corn and scooping it into its gaping maw. I'm imagining Help. it means pretty close, because one, yeah. I... I can see the Aaron's kind of struggling. They're like, okay, we have made a world defined by nature. The one thing that is never really regular. <laughs> um, yeah, because like it would it would definitely take me out if it was like, it's like 15 nests away. <laughs> you know? Um, or if you threw in like a yard, that'd be like, what? 10 fox lengths. I don't even know. They've definitely said fox length before, but like yeah. But, like, there's know. a lot of foxes lined up, tailed nose or yeah, whatever. Yeah, and then that, like, takes, <laughs> that breaks you from the tension of it. I think they were just like, okay, we need, like, a, 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 a semi-distant a length. Crap. <laughs> We've really written ourselves in a hole here. Help, Sit squeal was shrill against the roar. Crooked Kit sees her black fur. She's three tail lengths away. The monster is bearing down on her. Crooked Kit leaps into the air and landed beside her. 
he scoops her up by the scruff and ran through the corn. The stalks whipped at his face, cutting up his muzzle. Yeah. Pains. Yeah. I was going to be like, I was wondering when we were going to like be injured by the corn. Yeah. Because that stuff, uh, those it's are some sharp. rough leaves. Yeah. He, anytime I see in a horror movie when anyone's running through a cornfield, I'm like, fake, fake. You would be <sighs> bloody, bruised, abused. You look like it. corn is so sharp. <laughs> it's so sharp. Pain seared through his jaw. Let me try that again. Pain seared through his jaw as it was clamped tightly onto Soot's neck. Crooked Kit fights the panic as the monster's claws whir at his ear. With another leap, he flings them clear of the monster's path. I feel like farmers chime in. Wouldn't you do like a cursory, like, poke through your field? I suppose it depends on the size of the field. Yeah, they can be pretty, pretty big. And I, I mean, suppose you would think at the sound of your machine, anything's just going to go running. Yeah. As somebody who worked on a farm, we handpicked our corn. Ooh. Um, we must have cut it down at some point. I'm sure, but I was no part of that. Uh, so I handpicked all the corn. Um, and the hay baler would sometimes have snakes. Like, bales of hay. Yeah. Would just have a dead snake in it. And God, nothing smells worse than a dead snake. I don't know what it is about a dead snake, but that's just a nasty smell. Yeah, and I know that, like, other things have been threshed in this world, <laughs> I'm so. sure. Um, I actually don't think it's a thresher that does corn, so. Yeah, I don't know. He tumbles to a halt, and the ground shakes as the monster passes. Crooked Kit lay trembling for a moment before he released Soot. She crouches beside him. Fleck ducks down beside them and asks if they're okay. Yes, Crooked Kit pants. Let's get her to the ditch before the monster returns. Fleck asks if Crooked Kit was hurt by the monster. It didn't touch them, Crooked Kit assures him. Combine. All right, there we go. Or a corn harvester, which is really specific. <laughs> <laughs> Soot wiggles in Fleck's jaws. Crooked Kit saved her, she squeaked. Crooked Kit frowns at her and tells her to stay with her mother next time. Yeah, bro, that's like, you don't run off in the op- the, the danger direction. You good? How's your internal, like- Oh, she, did, she didn't know where the danger I know was she coming panicked. from. I know, I'm not blaming, I, I just- Well, he follows Fleck and squeezes under the hedge by the field. Mitzi is huddling her kits close on the other side. A purr shakes her as she sees Soot in Fleck's jaws. Fleck places Soot at her mother's paws and says Crooked Kit reached her just in time. Mitzi stares at Crooked Kit, her eyes glowing. My you saved hero. my kit. <laughs> you saved my kit, she whispered. Crooked Kit is shaking too hard to reply. He he really is a warrior, she says, and licks the blood from his muzzle. He could have been killed, Fleck grunts. Wait, why Crooked is Crooked Kit looks... From the oh. corn, remember? Sharp corn. Sorry, when, when you said muzzle, I was like, <laughs> whoa, did he, like, hurt his jaw even more? 
<laughs> no, that's just the first part running through the corn. Got it, got it, got it. Crooked Kit looks over his shoulder at the monster still prowling in the cornfield. What if something like that threatened his clan? I need to go home, he murmurs. Fleck assures him that he's safe now. The monster won't come on this side of the hedge. He's not running away, Crooked Kit says. He's finished running away. He has to go back and become a warrior. This life wasn't his destiny. It couldn't be. He was glad that he saved Soot, but this was just the beginning. He was destined to be great. Not a great farm cat, but a great warrior. Maybe the greatest warrior ever. I like that he's, like, saying this to people who are like, oh, No, he's not. He's not saying this out loud. I know, I know, but... But I like to think that he's like narrating this. You're like, oh yeah, what what is wrong with them? They are so weird. Um, but also, uh, hate to break it to you, Crooked Kit. Something like that will come for your clan long after you're dead. Unfortunately, um, yeah, you will not be uh, around to help. Be there to save them. Yeah, but so um, sad. I mean, he'll he he technically does save them because he chose, uh. Yeah. Well, no, actually, Oakheart, I think, chose Feathertail for some reason. I don't know. I imagine that they probably workshopped it together. Yeah, they probably, yeah. They probably I, I feel like it. everyone in the River Clan, I think all the clan, like, they, I think they all probably got to, you know, I think they just had someone who nominated yeah. them. Yeah. In my, in my mind. That's fair. Um, and also, I'm glad that. The terrible thing happened and no one died. <laughs> no one got hurt. Like we just had a little epiphany. Yeah. I you know, sometimes you need a little like, you know, uh near death experience. <laughs> sometimes you need a combine to come for you to really uh, to get your priorities straight. Yeah. Well, Crooked Kit didn't care if his clan thought he was too small or too ugly. He would make them see that his heart was still as brave as any of them, and as loyal. He dips his head towards the farm cats. He promises that he'll never forget them. He's finding it difficult to swallow with the kit staring at him. He wishes he could stay forever, he says, but he doesn't belong here. Fleck and Mitzi seem to be struggling to understand. I'm a clan cat, he whispered. I have to go home. Would you like to hit me with a cat fact? Sure. Welcome again, beloved listener. What was my voice? Oh, like this. Don't look at me. What was it? I don't know. It's like a fancy man, right? Hmm? Yes, Yes, it is kind of a fancy man. I think so. I suppose. Welcome again, beloved listeners. There it is. And Ember Hat <laughs> to the Cat Fact Art Gallery. As usual, before we begin, know that I took three art history classes in college. So did Ember Hat. <laughs> but neither of us. Very qualified. Yeah, but, uh, well, neither of us are art historians. Uh, but no. We do have. Well, all of my resources are linked in the episode description. Then, and I have a lot of opinions. Yes. There, <laughs> you will also find links to the art, but I will be describing the art to the best of my ability. Without any further ado, let us view the piece Two Children Teasing a Cat by Annabale 
Karachi. That name definitely involves rolling an R, which I cannot do. It, um, and I would say teasing a cat is a generous title. Um, <laughs> Maureen, I will, I'll link it to you right now. Um, and I'll describe it. Don't, you're going to want to react to this out loud and I will allow you to, but, um, just let, let me describe it for the audience before you get like to, okay. uh, <laughs> okay. I'll wait to look at it. Oh, you're right. Well, no, you should look at it cause I am going to describe it pretty quickly here. Okay. I know, it's awful. Um, All right, get on with it. (laughs) Starting with the description, I'm going to say there's a light content warning here for animal mistreatment. Um, Like, this is a hopefully fictional thing happening. And this painting's from, like, the late 16th century in Italy. Um, But, like, still. So, like... mm, um, The artist was important, which is why I chose it. (laughs) Um... (laughs) This is an oil painting on canvas depicting two children, a boy and a girl, and a very, very annoyed cat. Um, from left to right, there's a little girl, maybe seven or eight. I'm pretty bad at, like, guessing kids' ages, but I, I would say, like, seven or eight. Um, in a green dress with pink sleeves. She has a, like, amused grin on her face looking to the right at the cat. Um, she definitely looks more evil uh, than the boy, but you will know why. <laughs> um... Well, actually, I don't know why, but for some reason, she just looks more evil, more conniving than the boy. You'll find out why I'm describing her that way. Um, she has one hand on the table, and the other is resting on the shoulder of the boy to her right. Uh, he is taller and probably a bit older. I would say maybe like 10 or 11. Um, yeah, maybe up to 12. Maybe. He's not like quite a tween, but he's because he's definitely maybe a kid, but yeah, like maybe up to 12. Um, He is in a yellow shirt with a white frilly collar and he's looking down, smiling, not as mischievous, like, not like, he is smiling, not as like, evilly as the little girl. Which I think is worse. Like, he almost looks like he doesn't know what he's doing is bad. Like, his, his, I honestly, I was looking at this trying to describe his face and he's almost like benign, like almost like, hmm, peaceful. And it's like, bro, uh. He's smiling at this cat in a very inappropriate expression because in his right hand, which is left to the audience, he is holding a live crawfish, which I did have to look up. Those are in Italy. Um, uh, Apparently they're they're like this other specific breed and often confused for like small lobsters, but they do exist. Um, And it's pinching the ear of this poor cat. Um, and the cat is being braced by his left hand on its backside. And this cat is, like, trapped on the table by these awful children. Another crawfish is in front of it on the table. And he looks mad. Like, appropriately, like, angry. This cat looks evil, but, like, it's because evil is happening to him. And he's... Anyone, anyone would be making that face. Um, he is a lovely white and orange striped guy. He looks a little bit older and undeserving of this treatment. Um... It's noted in the Met Museum's page that it would not be surprising if the little girl's hand got scratched, and I think that is deserved. Um, so I think a yes. more appropriate title is uh, Two Kids Torturing a Cat. Like, it's it's not nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Don't do it. No. And I, I kind of chose this one. 
I'll be real. When I first was looking at it, I did not see that the uh, crawfish was literally pinching the cat. Um, I didn't, I didn't, I like didn't see that detail. I just thought they were like hanging this crawfish above the cat. And I thought the crawfish was dead. Um, I imagine. Uh, uh, and then I like saw, cause I was like, oh, cats like don't like kids. <laughs> like I was like, oh, this is like an appropriate action. <laughs> yeah. And then like I saw and I was like, oh no, this is like actual animal mistreatment happening. Um, and so I, I genuinely, I chose this and then I like read more about the artist and I was like, ah, he was pretty important. I guess I do maybe like want to talk about this. So sorry, this is not by like a cat lover. Um, I don't actually know the artist's opinion Ugh. on cat. I don't think he disliked them, but obviously um, this isn't the he nicest thought way. This was teasing. Yeah. I wouldn't say teasing. I would I'd probably say like, oh, wow. <laughs> Animal abuse. Honestly. Honestly, if it didn't have that title, I could imagine, like, oh, the cat got into some crawfish and had a bad time. Yeah. And now we like, gotta take maybe this. The kids, but- like, that's, like, the, the, the kids, the boy's expression almost looked like he's, like, mm, like, he, he looks like, like, he doesn't know what he's doing is bad. Yeah, which I think is freakier. Yeah. So it almost, like, if I didn't know, and maybe if the position was, like, more on the cat's scruff of the neck... I would maybe believe that he's trying to get the crawfish off and didn't put it there. And also the little girl does not help. because She's very much like, <laughs> like the bully's minion, you know? Get him. Like, yeah, get yeah, him. Get awful. him. So two very evil kids <laughs> and a poor, poor cat. Um, this painting was done uh, by Anabali Karachi or Anna, Anna Ballet Karachi. Um, he was born in Bolo- Bologna, Italy. Um, not Bologna, Italy, it's Bologna. Um, and he, alongside his brother and his cousin, opened up a studio slash academy that was one of the first that used life drawing as a basis. I'm going to oh. imagine that this was like, these models didn't have like crawfish in a cat because I don't think any cat would stay for that long um no uh but this painting uh is actually one an early example of a genre painting which became more prevalent and more uh popular in the 17th century particularly in holland and a genre painting if you don't know um they depict everyday life as observed by the painter um and they became like they really like popped off in the 17th century and this is an early example of that um and uh gracchi they all three of them were sort of the heralds of this and also uh some of the founders of what would later become known as the baroque style um and they mm. would really heavily influence that uh kind of combining naturalism and uh expression into their art you know it's not just like wow pretty people are sitting there they're actually doing stuff um (laughs) his most famous painting is the bean eater um which is just some guy eating beans um and this is probably not one of like the most top paintings of his uh but it's the one that has a cat (laughs) and i i also like uh i think it's good to look at when cats aren't always like depicted in like a beloved situation sometimes unfortunately i think it also reflects possibly the attitude towards cats um you know for a long time i think in europe in in like 
medieval Europe a lot. Like, they were kind of seen as pests more so, even though they did do a lot of, like, very useful things. They were, you know, kind of seen as, um, you know, witch stuff was happening, or at least, like, not, like, super (laughs) close to this. But, you know, they were seen as bad luck. And, you know, we've talked about the sort of, like, um, poor way that animals were treated uh, further back in time. Um, but also, like, the great way they were treated further back in time. So I think it's interesting to look at how uh, cats are depicted in art and sort of um, how that can vary from place uh, and time uh, and in culture. So I wouldn't say this is necessarily yeah. um, a disrespectful way of showing a cat. I'd say this cat is portrayed fairly realistically, except he's not beating the crap out of these kids. <laughs> See, yet. I was going to say... You you pointed out that a cat wouldn't pose for this, but comparing the three figures in this painting, it doesn't look like a cat posed for this. Yeah, I I should say. I'm yeah. just saying, <laughs> like it, the, like the two humans are very realistically rendered. You know, yeah. And the cat, uh, the cat's got a little. The cat's got some some funky stuff happening. This this demand did not have a cat sitting in front of him. No, and I guess what I meant by that is. If there was ever a cat modeling for this, I don't think the cat was sitting there actively getting pinched by a crawfish. No, yeah, yeah, I, I think know. They and probably I'm just had saying, some, like, it pillow. doesn't look like he had a model. No, I, they probably <laughs> had like a stuffed cat or like a pillow in there. Yeah. And even the crawfish, like the the size difference between the one that's in his hand and also like the the kind of the not to hate on him, I guess he is a master, but like the gravity of how the crawfish is like the angle seems. I don't know. Maybe it's been a while since I've held a crawfish in my hand, but I feel like it shouldn't be at that angle. But maybe because it's pinching the cat's ear. I don't know. Yeah. Um, It's a weird entry for the cat art gallery. But to be fair, I also did not see all the violence when I was first looking at it. I was like, well. <laughs> and then you were in too deep. I was. I was like, oh, I know too much about the Karachis now. <laughs> I got to talk about that. Um. But yeah, so that is an example of some 16th century cat art when everyone wasn't really sure how they felt about cats. They were like, do we like these guys? Maybe. Not enough to stop now this we from know. happening. <laughs> Ugh, kids. All right. Well, thank you. That was that was a painting. It was a painting, and I, <laughs> I think I'm gonna try and do some more. It's it's very fun to find like uh, beloved paintings of cats, but I think I might we might get mm. a little more chaotic in this. Uh, yeah, hey, bring it. Yeah, you're ready. I guess ready Let's to go head home. home. Yeah, Crooked Kit had walked all night. He'd slipped through Wind Clan undetected. The path by the gorge seemed narrower. He'd groaned. The path by the gorge seemed narrower. He'd groan. But he was also more sure pawed. He's wondering about the kits and Mitzi and Fleck. Were the kits asking about him? And where he'd gone and when he'd be back? Crooked Kit's heart twists. He misses them already. But he was going home. I feel like we're never going to see them again, huh? No. 
I mean, I, I don't think so. I like having random side characters like that. It's fun. Oh, maybe they'll surprise us. Hey, Minnow, can you not do that with, like, the noisiest toy? <laughs> oh, sweet, precious baby girl. Stinky, stinky lady. Stinky. Crooked Kit smells the familiar scents of River Clan, but ThunderClan's scent lingered by sunning rocks. Hailstar had not reclaimed their land, he guesses. Oh yeah, I forgot that. He was crosses. A yeah, because it always is. Remember sunning rocks? Yeah, I did. I found a very funny TikTok I sent to you. Oh, yeah, yes, you did. I was, that was I very good. Scroll away from Warrior Cat TikToks because you know, I'm I. But I was like, oh, I know that map. That's the old map. Yeah, I'll post it or share it on our Twitter. Do it. He crosses the stepping stones and scrambles up the bank. Crooked kid? A voice hailed from the mist. Mudfur emerges on the path ahead. Rippleclaw and Echo Mist are with them. With him. Rippleclaw and Echo Mist are with him. He's alive! Echo Mist's joyful mew rang through the dawn air. Mudfur is going to go get Shellheart. Echo Mist ran up to him and was licking him fiercely between the ears. Man, they Where probably did he? think he died. Yeah. Shellheart, I can't imagine Shellheart. Shellheart was probably mourning him. Yeah. Well, they thought a fox had taken him. So. What'd I say? What'd I say? Why'd we leave a kid Don't alone leave a kid in the nursery? <laughs> That's a crime. That should. That's a crime. I feel like in in regular in in our real world human society, if you're like, hi, yeah, I'm a mother. Yep, this is my disabled child. Um, no, he can't go to kindergarten with his brother. I'm just leaving him alone in the house. I sleep in a different house than him. Because it's not fine. like she had a baby monitor. No, she didn't. Like, I feel like everyone would be like, okay, that's a crime. That's a crime that you did. Because she's not even hiding it. And and I once again, everyone that was very... Ir- everyone. Everyone that was bad. That was irresponsible. And there should be a new rule. Remember when during her 200th episode, they're like, oh, what would you add to the warrior code? My warrior code would be, you can't let a kid <laughs> sleep alone. Like, that's just, like, not okay. You don't leave a kid alone. Yeah. Echo Mist is already calling CPS. Right. And Mega Echo Mist is like, I will find, I will create CPS. I'm. Her warm, familiar scent enfolds him, and he stares at his paws in shame. She had thought he was dead. He apologizes. Rippleclaw stiffened, his gaze narrow. Then he did run away. Cedar Pelt was right. Crooked Kit nodded. Oh, okay. Good not to lie. But he came back. Why? Couldn't he make it as a loner? Okay. Crooked Kit flinches. He never stopped being a RiverClan cat. He doesn't smell like a RiverClan cat. What? What is wrong with you, adult? You're not the dad. You also- Echo Mist. Like, hey, here's the thing. Why are you trying to be a parent? None of you are parenting this kid. Echo Mist hisses at Rippleclaw. He should be pleased that Crooked Kid is safe. 
Rippleclaw starts to say that RiverClan doesn't need warriors who run, but he's cut short by the pounding of paws. You're saying he's a warrior then? Hmm, interesting. Shellheart stares at Crooked Kit, eyes shining. You've grown. Oh. Yeah. Oakpaw pelts past his father and brushes around Crooked Kit purring. He looks great. Where has he been? Crooked Kit starts to explain that he went to find the Moonstone. Oakpaw asks if he got lost, but Shellheart interrupts. Hailstar will want to see him. Shellheart presses close against Crooked Kit as they head back to camp, a purr rumbling through his pelt. Crooked Kit whispers to Shellheart to ask if Rainflower is okay. Shellheart assures him that she's fine. Everyone is fine. Shellheart ducked through the sedge tunnel. Crooked Kit followed with Oak Paw on his tail and Echo Mist purring behind them. Hailstar is already in the clearing. Mudfur paces beside him, eyes bright. And the elders are trotting down from their den. Cats around him exchange whispers. Can you believe he's back? Mudfur murmurs. Someone calls for Softwing and Whitefang to wake up. They must have gotten their warrior names while he was gone. Those are pretty cool names. That's good. Volpaw, Beetlepaw, and Petalpaw scramble out of the apprentice's den. <laughs> Petalpaw races to greet him with Volpaw on her tail. Volpaw purrs that Crooked Kid is bigger. Beetlepaw says he's fatter, like a kitty pet. Crooked Kid growls that he's no kitty pet. Beetlepaw asks who's been feeding him then. Crooked Kid says he's been hunting for himself. What is your damage, Beetlepaw? Like, always body shaming. Yeah, come on. Really, Hailstar asks. Not bad for a kit not yet out of the nursery. His voice betrays his surprise, and there's warmth brimming in Hailstar's eyes. Hailstar growls that he's had everyone very worried. But it's good to have him home. Rippleclaw pads into camp. Is Hailstar going to take him back that easily? Tanglewis- wing, Tanglewister- Jesus Christ. Tanglewisker snorts. Of course he is. Crooked Kid is one of them. Birdsong says that's right. They are warriors, not rogues. They don't turn on their own clanmates. Yeah, RiverClan, how you changed. Uh, Cedar Pelt asks if Crooked Kid is still their clanmate. And, like, this is a kid still. Like, I don't, like, he still has a kit suffix, you know? I don't I, know. They seem to, like, treat him like an adult, but also not. Which is really messed up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's not fun. Of course he is, Shelfer says. Oh, Shell, let me try that again. Of course he is, Shellheart says, fur rising. Lakeshine says he smells like Heather. Perhaps he was seeing what life was like in another clan. Crooked Kit glances at Fallowtail. Had she reported that she'd scented a River Clan cat on Wind Clan territory? 
Uh, She's just staring at her paws. Or we could ask him what he's been up to. I have an idea. I mean, I do enjoy that. I'm glad he hasn't lied. It's like, yes, I did run away. Yeah. Yeah. He's owning it. Crooked Kit says he'd never join another clan. He's River Clan. Hailstar pads around him, eyes sweeping the clan. He was born in River Clan. That's where he belongs. Cedar Pelt exchanges a look with Rippleclaw. How can they trust him not to leave when things get tough? He challenges Hailstar. Yeah, Beetlepaw agrees. While he's been getting fat, some of them have been busy training. Crooked Kit looks hopefully to Hailstar and says he'll start his training whenever he'd like. Brambleberry comes hurrying from the medicine den. She sniffs Crooked Kit along his flank and asks anxiously if he's okay. He looks okay. <laughs> are you good? Are you good? You look good, but are you good? <laughs> How are you doing? No, wait, no. Wait, what? <laughs> Crooked Kit tells her that he's fine. She purrs. Thanks, Star Clan, he's home safely. Hailstar asks where Crooked Kit's been. Right? Crooked Kit okay, says he went my, looking for the moonstone. Yeah. So he went looking for the moonstone. Shalhar gasps. That's so far away. I didn't actually make it. I got pretty <laughs> yeah. far, though. Paws scuffed the clearing behind him. He's always been too adventurous for his own good. Oh. Rainflower's voice made Crooked Kit shiver. Was she pleased to see him, or sorry that he came back? Her expression gives nothing away. Ugh. Crooked Kit turns back to Hailstar. He went to ask StarClan if it was his destiny to be a Kit forever. And what did StarClan say? Well, this lady Mapleshade has been yelling at me in my dream for like a month straight. Like, real anger issues with that lady. <laughs> Well, Crooked Kit confesses that he never reached the Moonstone, but he found his answer. He raises his chin. His destiny is to be a River Clan warrior, no matter how long he has to wait. Not gonna. Why does no one mention that they've been chatting with someone in their dreams? Who have you been talking to in your dreams, Minnow? Minnow, tell us. Have you been talking to Hobbit? I knew it. That's why she's so stinky. <laughs> yeah. She's learning from the best. Learning from the stink master mm -hmm. himself. It's like my stink will live on in another generation. Brambleberry frowns. How did he find his answer if he didn't reach the Moonstone? Did StarClan visit him? Crooked Kid isn't sure if he should tell Hailstar about Mapleshade. Why would you he literally had disobeyed not Because he disobeyed her. No, yeah. He shakes his head instead. Crooked Kit says he helped a loner save her kits and realized that he should be helping his clan. He tells Hailstar that he's sorry he ran away. It was dumb, and he won't do it again. He wants to be the best warrior in River Clan. Hailstar's eyes flashed. Better than Shellheart? Yeah! Crooked Kit glances to his father. He chose a stupid <laughs> wife. I'm gonna choose someone cool. I'm gonna fall in love with, like, some lady who who bones my brother. No, he doesn't. Oh. 
I guess, oh yeah, they I had that great, was never confirmed. They had great chemistry, but it never went anywhere. I'm just upset that they had great chemistry when, like, it should have been Oakheart, because we knew what, anyways, we'll get there when we get there. Cricket Kit glances to his father's unwavering gaze. One day. Good. I will Hale start dips dad. his head. Yeah, one day I'll beat on my dad. I, I, River Clan like, will always need strong it. warriors. <laughs> Welcome back, Crooked Kit. Petalpaw rushes to congratulate him. Echo Mist, Birdsong, and Tangle Whisker weaved around him, purring. Yeah, and Crooked I knew Kit Tangle Whisker was in a their king. warmth. Can I welcome back my kit? Rainflower asks behind Birdsong. No, actually, you can go eat crow. You freak. Welcome I home. You. I just wanted to She know touches I hate her. her muzzle. She touches her muzzle lightly to Crooked Kit's head. She's glad that he's safe. Crooked Kit swallowed. The th- thank you. I don't like this. His eyes his eyes reach for hers, but she's turning away and heading towards the tunnel. She asks Rippleclaw if she can join his patrol. Of course, Rippleclaw signals for Echo Mist and Mudfur, and he flashes an accusing glance to Crooked Kit. Okay, jeez, God, what is wrong with like half the adults? I, you know, this makes sense. It's River <sighs> Clan. We know what half of these like. Oh, okay. I'm guessing all you guys gave birth to like the terrible people are like, oh, let's kill a kid. Let's kill a kid. <laughs> you know. Um. Yeah. Also, I think I know why she's relieved. She didn't want to be blamed. She's oh, yeah, probably. glad he's not actually dead, because it would have been totally her fault. Yeah. So she's yeah, just she grateful. Her kid alone. She's like, oh, phew, he's not actually dead. Now I can just go back to hating him, and he's always bigger now? Cool. So now I can just abandon him without feeling, like, as bad about it. Actually, I didn't feel bad and about I'm it at sure- all. I'm <laughs> sure... But now I can ban him without, like, people blaming me as hard. Hey, Minnow, can you not do that? Well, and I bet, I bet Shellheart was probably giving her a hard oh, time over it. Are you kidding? I would, to be a he fly probably on the her. wall, to be a crooked kit at the burrow entrance, to, like, oh, to hear, he probably, oh my god, he gave her the riot act. Are you kidding me? He was like, <laughs> you left our, you have admitted disabled child alone? Uh, do, you, do you think he, like, saw her back in the warrior's den and was like, excuse me? Where's where's our kid? And she's like, you know, where he should be. And he's thinking, okay, is he in the apprentice den? And then he goes, he's like, okay, no, goes and looks in the nursery and he's gone. And he goes back and just is like, I will kill you myself. Yeah. It probably didn't happen that night. Let's just say he was on night patrol or something, because if I think (laughs) if they had found out he was gone that night, they probably would have found him because I don't think he did get that far. Yeah, no, he... He, they definitely didn't notice he was missing until the morning. I mean, wh- why would anybody check? Right. Yeah, so my canon, my head canon, is that he was on night patrol that night, because also, probably why she was like, yeah, I'm just going to leave my kid, whatever, because uh, who's going to yell at me? My uh, ex? 
I mean, I mean, he might not have even noticed her in there. You know, it's a whole pile of cat bodies. That's true. She she used to have a nest with him, but now somebody else let a lake shine or someone let her share. Yeah. So. Hi, Kiki. <laughs> this is, I'm sad meow. <laughs> oh, that was a really sad he, meow. He is a, he's an expert. His meow when he's about to throw up, it is, Ugh. he has a, he, he will just stand up and go, oh, and we're like, oh, oh, <laughs> and then he just starts, he starts retching and we're like, oh, okay, buddy. It's, he's very polite. He gives you, he lets you know when he's feeling emotions. Yeah. Petal paw purrs. She can't believe he made it to the Moonstone all by himself. That's not all the way. Crooked Kick corrects her. <laughs> Beetlepaw says he bet Crooked Kit didn't even make it to Wind Clan territory. Hey, Beetlepaw, once again, you have a funny, funny name, but I'm going to dunk your head in a toilet. You're just a hater. He's kind of, yeah. Volpaw asks how far did he get? Rippleclaw pauses at the camp entrance. He tells Petalpaw and Volpaw to come. Mudfur wants to assess their hunting today. Otter Splash tells Beetlepaw to come and practice hunting. Beetlepaw asks if Oakpaw can come. He learns better when there's someone to compete with. Otter Splash says he can compete with his littermates. Crooked Kit turns to Oakpaw. Does he have to train too? Shellheart says gently that with Leaf Fall coming, they can't waste time. He can tell them all about his adventures tonight. Crooked Kit nods. He disrupted the clan enough for one day. Shellheart suggests he clean out the elders' nests that he, as he pads away. Tangle Whisker says they could use new moss. The old stuff is full of fleas. Come tell me about your adventure, young one. Also, fleas. My god, has anyone been taking care of the elders? <laughs> Crooked Kit stifles a sigh. He had learned so much and traveled further than any apprentice, but he had to stay and clean out nests. Suddenly, becoming a warrior seemed a long way off. <laughs> Sorry, Minnow's staring at KK right now. <laughs> like, gotta yeah, get he, him. He can be in here. He misses his mommy. Oh, are you? She's looking for trouble. You looking to fight him? You want to go to play? He's too sad, okay? Oh. Well, actually, I don't really... I think he's looking for someone to lay down. Rough. <laughs> Crooked Kit wakes into a dream. Maple Shade slides out from behind a tree trunk. <laughs> so, Does she have, they like, took a him back. in a leather jacket, too? Does she punch <laughs> a jukebox and make it start playing? Of course, he's a River Clan cat. Maple Shade had worried that he'd forgotten. He came back. Crooked Kit growled. She doesn't have to go on night. about it. How could I have forgotten? You've been screaming in my dream ears. He's got guts. She'll give him that. What does she want with him? He asks. He'd come home. What more does she need? Maple Shade says she wants to help him fulfill his destiny. What is his destiny? If he obeys her and trains hard, one day he'll lead his clan. I'll be leader? But he's not even an apprentice yet. 
Was he hoping that Hailstar would be so impressed by his adventure that he'd make him an apprentice right away? Crooked Kit flinches, because it wasn't far from the truth. <laughs> he says he can hunt and he's big enough. Hailstar can't reward disobedience, she says. He'll make him an apprentice soon. Crooked Kit says it's dumb not to train him. He could be more useful to his clan if he was trained. Maple Shade's green eyes flash. Before she had amber eyes, now she has green eyes. I'm not really sure. She's a magic cat. Yeah. She could help him train, but he'd have to keep it a secret. It's been a while since she's had an apprentice. I don't know. Crooked Kit promises. cat who offered to train us was an evil dead dad. But I don't know anything about you, so yeah, let's do this. Crooked Kit promises that he'll work hard and do anything that she tells him. He'll meet her every night and she can show him how to hunt and fight like a River Clan warrior. Please make him her apprentice. Ah, you're, you're really, t- you're really you're twisting my arm here. <laughs> First thing he'll have to learn is patience. The best prey is the prey longest waited for. She looks at him thoughtfully. Crooked Kit swallows back his plea. Please make him her apprentice. Will he make her one promise? Maple Shade asks, leaning in close. Crooked Kit nods. Anything. She can do more than make him a leader. She can give him everything he ever dreamed of. Power over his clanmates. Power over all the clans. Crooked Kit's eyes widen. He promises. This is starting to seem more like a monkey's paw situation than a friendly ghost situation. Wait, Maple Shade says. He doesn't know what he's promising yet. He must promise her that he will be loyal to his clan above all other things. Oh, God, I thought she was going to be like, you have to promise to kill Shellheart. Like, I thought something really dark was about to happen. Okay, woo! What he wants for himself is nothing compared to the needs of his clan. Nothing, remember? Can he make that promise? Yes, Crooked Kit's claws unsheath. Yes, he promises. Oh, okay. Hey. Can you guys play without growling? Thank you. Maple Shade is snapping at Crooked Kit. He's unbalanced. But he makes adjustments and hits the target fierce and strong. Man. Maple Shades. We have not had, like, a friendly ghost without, like, some weird ulterior motives, I think, like, ever. Yeah? I mean, I really, like, I, I guess I'm just so used to, like, Spotted Leaf, Tiger Star, <laughs> and even, like, the mysterious lady in Goose Feathers, like, past. Like, yeah, we haven't had, like, a friendly ghost mentor, I don't think. And maybe we haven't really hung out with Maple Shade enough. Maybe something will happen. But, like, so far, I, I, I didn't think she was going to be like, promise me that you'll be a very good kid. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> Promise you'll be a good boy. Yeah, brush your teeth twice a day. Maple Shade says to try the move on her. What if he hurts her? Maple Shade snorts. He can try. I'm dead. <laughs> He rears up to strike, but she's gone. Crooked Kid is tossed in the air as Maple Shade pushed up underneath him. 
he lands heavily. He lost focus. Mapleshade could see it in his eyes. He wants to try again. He still feels the pain of Mapleshade's claws when he wakes. Fallowtail is snoring softly. After another moon alone in the nursery, Crooked Kit had resented her arrival. But after a night of watching her swollen belly rise and fall while her warmth filled the den, he found himself happy to share again. Aww. <laughs> he longs to ask her what she'd been doing on the moorland three moons ago. Oh! But if it's... But if it's a secret mission from Hailstar, he doesn't dare. Oh my Because that's warrior business. And Crooked Kid is painfully aware that he's just a kit. Yeah, I'm he painfully wakes every aware day. of it. Wait, okay, so... It was a Wind Clan cat? Or a Thunder Clan cat? It was a Thunder Clan cat, right? Wind Clan. No, Wind Clan. Okay, they were unnamed on Wind Clan, Wind Clan father. Wow. Or a secret mission. Oh, yeah, the most <laughs> secretest of mission. Who's her, like, does she have... I suppose she doesn't need to say. Yeah, no one has to say. Okay, like, that's, like, so wild that they have, like, a built-in rule that just kind of encourages people to kind of do this, you know? <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, girlies, go well, we wild! Need to, we need to mix up the gene pool somehow. <sighs> Someday that will, this rule will really help your brother, trust me. He wakes every day hoping that Hailstar will make him an apprentice, but he needs to prove his loyalty. His clanmates aren't treating him like he's useless anymore, though. He cleans the elder's den and helps patch the warrior's den for Leaf Bear. Pike Piketooth had taught him to swim and catch minnows. Cricket was surprised how much skill was needed to catch the tiny fish. He ate with his clanmates, maybe not as neatly as them, but neater than before and he didn't care anymore. He just needed to keep growing. So yeah, he's becoming more comfortable with himself. Brambleberry is checking his jaw, and she comments that Hailstar needs to make him a paw soon. He'll be too big to fit in the nursery. And she's right about one thing. Fallowtail kitted Willow Kit and Grey Kit, and Crooked Kit had made her nest larger and cleared away the training wall to make a larger nest for himself. Crooked Kit wonders when their father would visit. But no Tom made an appearance at the nursery, and Fallowtail never mentioned a mate. I am begging you, bro, to put this two and two together. You're like... He's he's still baby boy. He, he doesn't know this kind of stuff. I know. Get him out of the nursery before he learns the fact of life. A little too up close <laughs> and personal. Grey Kit and Willow Kit are two moons old when the snow comes early. They beg to go out and play in it. Fallowtail looks to Crooked Kit. Would he please take them outside? She needs to get this nest clean and the kits are in the way. Crooked Kit purrs, remembering Mist, Soot, Magpie, and Piper. He'll take them. What a sweet He tells the kits... Yeah, he is. He's such a good boy. <laughs> he tells the kits that they can't stay out long. They'll turn to ice. The kits climb onto Crooked Kit's back. Willow Kit asks why he's a kit when he's so big. Grey Kit shushes her. Fallowtail said they weren't allowed to ask that. Crooked Kit's fur ruffled, almost dislodging Willow Kit. 
he tells them not to ask stupid questions. Willowcat says it's not a stupid question. Oakpaw's been an apprentice for moons. What's wrong with you? I was gonna. I'm, Which I man? Do appreciate that the mom was like, "Don't freaking don't point it out. It's stupid." But man, who else is gonna hit you but a, a, a two-month-old kid? A child, right will. where it hurts. Right, right, and right. <sighs> yep, right. That the, they truly do that. Yep. Crooked Kid says he had an accident and broke his jaw as he pushed through the snowy clearing. Beetlepaw and Otter Splash are making tracks through the snow. Willow Kit points out that Crooked Kid is better now, and Gray Kit whispers to her littermate that Crooked Kit ran away and Hailstar is punishing him. <laughs> Crooked Kit pretends not to hear this. Instead, he asks where the kits want to go. Gray Kit wants to go to the reed bed. Petalpaw said the water gets hard and you can walk on it. Crooked Kit warns her that they can only do that if a warrior has tested it first. Crooked Kit tips them off his back to the edge of the river. Willow Kit asks if they can go on it, but Crooked Kit says it's too thin. Then let's play warriors, Willow Kit says, bounding away. Gray Kit follows her sister, hurling snow with her paws. Crooked Kit purrs. He wants to join. But Rippleclaw was close by, and it's bad enough being called a kit without acting like one. A shadow flitted across the clearing. A heron no, okay. is circling. No, let's end the episode. I don't like this. Okay, okay, we can end the episode. I don't need- I don't- I, we, <laughs> We've had too many close child murders. Okay, so you want to wait for next week? Yeah, let's at least space it out. Okay, okay, sounds good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't like a big bird? Yeah, because I know you're gonna you're gonna cut it right before anything happens. I was not, but it it probably is a good. We're we're at about time, so it's probably a good place to stop. <laughs> I just I think only probably would have like, had to go on a little too long. It's all right. Um. Listen, I can only handle one attempted kit murder per episode, so. Okay, I'll keep that in mind going forward. <laughs> this isn't kit deaths, right? This is murder specifically? I, attempts. It doesn't matter if they do die or don't. Just like, if I, if a child is going to be put in a precarious situation, I think I need it to be a little spaced out. Okay. Oh, but I mean, I mean, kits aren't just attacked sometimes they get sick or you know what i guess <laughs> since it's that hard whatever <laughs> this one we're just gonna call it because we've i've already gone through the terror of of, of tr imagining children getting uh, uh combined so um <laughs> i don't want to have a reprint repeat snow kit situation right now okay fair fair uh, all right Folks, if you have ever worked on a farm, or, or haven't, um, then follow us on Twitter or Instagram at WCWITCast, or shoot us an email and tell us about your farm life at WCWITCast at gmail.com. And if you want to help out the podcast, uh, then share it with a friend and say, hey, 
kits are only put in one life-endangering situation in this episode. Only one. I mean, only a close one second was there, but we're good. <laughs> we're good. Because I'm Ember Heart and I'm Tangle Tongue. And this has been Warrior Cats. What is that? Yeah.